Hello and welcome to episode 85 of the Speaking Club podcast. I'm uh, I'm into minimalism at the moment. I'm trying to cut everything down and I love a bargain. But you know what? The other day I heard this bit of wisdom. I'm going to share it with you. A bargain is something you buy that is cheaper than something you really want or need. Have that on me. Welcome to the Speaking Club Podcast, because making them laugh is the secret sauce to your speaking, pitching, and business success. And now your host, Sarah Archer. Hey, how is your week going? Mine's been a bit challenging, I'm not going to lie. We're in the middle of trying to move to the seaside, which uh, might not be might not be the best thing given the climate change news recently. But anyway, we're trying to move to the seaside, and in the UK... If you're here, you'll know this. If you live here, you'll know this. But the property buying process is pretty tricky. People can pull out at any time on a whim and then this whole chain collapses, which is, is kind of just what's what's happened. And as you know, moving to a new house is one of the most stressful things that you can do in your life anyway. But fortunately, I, I've been doing a bit more work on my mindset and the spiritual side of business lately. Yes, there is such a thing. I may be sharing some of it in the future. Who knows? And um, and also building up my resilience. And all of these things and the tools that I'm learning are helping me to let go and stay positive, thankful and happy. And I will, I will share more of this stuff with you because it is so powerful. And as a speaker, being able to stay calm, mentally strong and just trust that the right things will happen when they're supposed to is super important. Okay, enough on that. That is not what we're here for today, though. But before I head into the show, I did just want to give a shout out to Gary Dockery, who left this lovely review of the show. No doubt the most engaging podcast series available to date. Engaging, encouraging and informative. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you back at you, Gary. Really appreciate that. And if you're like Gary and you get value from me and the show, I'd really appreciate it if you too would take a couple of minutes to leave a rating or review on iTunes because it it really helps with the rankings. It gives me a little lift and it also helps other people find the show. So there we go. But anyway, enough on that because today I want to talk to you about the big moments in your talk. As you may have gathered from previous episodes, one of my fundamental beliefs is that as a speaker, your goal is to make your talk believable, interesting and thrilling. And to do this, I think you need to treat it as a performance. And I'll just caveat that though, not in the over-the-top, inauthentic, style-over-substance way that a number of speaking organisations teach, but in a way that takes your audience on a journey, is authentic, adds value and lands the message you're so passionate about. You know, to bring your talk to life, as a speaker, you have to do everything. You have to fulfil all the roles of writer, director and performer. But the trouble is that many people who come to be speakers, either as part of their corporate job or as an entrepreneur or expert, don't have a performance background to draw on to help them do what they need to do here. And that's where this show comes in, because what I'm going to be sharing is some tips to help you identify, direct and perform the big moments in your talk so that you can power up, you know, the impact of it. Whilst every second of your talk counts, there are some moments 
that are critical for successfully building the narrative of the journey you're taking your audience on. And for me, big moments are those places in your talk where you're trying to make a key point or you're aiming to change the audience's state or you want to provoke a specific reaction or you're transitioning to the next section of your presentation. And spending time to find these big moments is something that I've done for many years, not just in speaking, but in comedy and theatre too. For example, like after I've created the script for a comedy set, the first thing I'll do is I'll go through and highlight all the places I'm expecting to get laughs. And I'll also work out what reactions I'm trying to evoke in the joke setups I'm using. And... Um, it's a great example of this, actually, I'll just digress slightly. Now, I don't know, we're going through Brexit in the UK and I, I think it doesn't matter which side of the fence that you're on, hopefully you'll, you'll still see this funny. But one of the big proponents of Brexit, one of the Brexiteers, one of the Leave people is a guy called Nigel Farage. And he was on a radio show the other day. He was, he was taking a call from someone who phoned in. And you may have already heard this, but the guy phoned in and he, he thanked Nigel for what he was doing and he said that he'd been a Remainer. He said, Nigel, I've been a Remainer. You know, I, I thought that being part of the EU was a good thing, but something has happened recently to really, you know, it's changed my mind completely. Uh, it's a big thing that happened and it's completely made me change my view. And Nigel took the bait and said, "What? what was that? Can you tell me what it was? And the fella said, yes, I've been kicked in the head by a horse. <laughs> and I'm telling this story partly because I find it funny, but also because what the way that this guy, and I think it's on Twitter and the news and you can hear it, but the way that this guy set up that punchline, the, um, the way he talked, what he said, he really, um, he wanted to get the reaction from Nigel. You know, he stroked Nigel's ego. He talked in a very authentic, sincere way, uh, earnest way. And, and that made Nigel want to ask him the question. And it set up that punchline absolutely perfectly. So if you can find that just as an example of, you know, using a changing state or, you know, provoking a particular reaction in someone to set you up for the actual thing that you want to do. It's well worth a listen, whatever your politics are on Brexit. Anyway, um, if I can find a link to it, I'll put it in the show notes. But yes, yeah, so I, I work out in my comedy script where I want to um, get a reaction. And sometimes in order to get that biggest laugh, just like that fellow, to have to change the atmosphere in the audience or for instance, I might want to make things sound serious to, to make them feel uncomfortable, create some tension before breaking it with a twist to the story that gives the audience relief and obviously a surprise, which is a mega part of a joke. So by doing this prep, it means I enter the rehearsal phase of my comedy set knowing what I want to achieve. And then it's a matter of picking which performance tool or combination of tools will best support getting the outcome I want. And in theatre too, I spend time analysing the script of my character to understand what reaction I'm seeking from the other character and at what point it changes. And this drives the way I act in each moment and it gives me a place to start from in rehearsal. And I don't imagine that there are many speakers out there today who will do what I'm recommending you do in this podcast. 
But what I can guarantee is that those who do are the ones who stand out. They are the ones who are able to hold their audience in the palm of their hand. They are the ones who will cause epiphanies and memories that get their message shared. And they are the ones who will change lives and thrive as speakers. And that is what I want for you too. Okay, so let's take a look in a bit more depth at how and where you might find these big moments in your talk. Now, the first thing to say is that for the talk as a whole, and then for each section, you have to ask yourself some questions. First of all, what is the objective of this part of the talk? What's the objective of this part of the talk? And then what are the points or the stories in this section that are critical to achieving that objective? So you have, you know, like you have a super objective for your talk um, and then you have many objectives for the different parts of it. And in, in your talk, there'll be some obvious big moments. And I've covered these on the podcast before. For example, your lightning bolt start and finish. Those are likely to be big moments because they're places that you want to provoke a specific reaction in your audience. If you have stories in your talk, and I hope you do, if you've learned nothing from this podcast, hopefully it's that you need some stories. Um, any stories that you have are likely to have big moments in where you're going to want to change state of the audience, direct attention or provoke a reaction. And then when you shift gears between each of the sections within your talk, it's likely that you're going to want to do something to indicate that a transition is happening uh, to the to the audience. And then these are also big moments. You're probably going to be trying to change state. And then once you've identified the big moments in your talk, the next thing you need to do is consider what action you're going to need to take in order to get the reaction you want. So if you want people to understand, you'll need to get them to understand. If you want them to relax, you'll need to do something to put them at ease. If you want to make them laugh, you'll need to do something that provokes laughter. You need to act in a certain way to get the reaction that you want. And it's at this point that you can tap into the performance tools that are you know, hopefully in your toolkit um, to help you achieve your goals and get that reaction you want. And here's a reminder of what I think those tools are. First of all, you've got your voice. Varying the pitch, the pace, the tone or the volume can alone or in combination with another tool uh, vary the audience's state or provoke a desired reaction or both. Movement, whether you're creating pictures by using gestures, directing the audience's attention or becoming a character in your story, movement is a powerful way to support that objective of the big moment. Then you've got body language. Often, small changes in our body language, how we stand, the expression on our face, the tilt of our head, will also communicate intent as you bring your talk to life. Then you've got humour. Using some of the techniques I've given you in the past for adding humour to your talk will help you relax the audience and reinforce some of your big moments. And then lastly, we've got props. Props can be the whole framing device for your talk sometimes, or a prop can support a big moment. And I've seen them used so many times in TED Talks and other talks. Um, I've seen human brains being used, suitcases, washing machine even, wire, and even animals. Um, they're just some of the props that I've seen used to help make a point memorable and compelling. Okay, so that's it. I want you to find those big moments. Ask yourself when you find them what you need to do to achieve the objective 
and then select a tool to help you do it. Now you may be feeling some resistance to doing this work, but I want to ask you this. If your talk being successful could make a difference to your life and the lives of others, then isn't it worth taking this extra step? And I promise that if you start to invest more in your speaking, put in the extra time and energy to get clarity on these big moments, for instance, then it will take you to the next level. Now, before I head off, I just wanted to remind you that if you wanted to work with me to power up your speaking, to get a bit more time with me, then the Story-Led Speaking Programme will be open again on Friday, the 11th of October. And once again, I'll be offering a one-to-one session for the first 10 people that join. And they are, people have been getting amazing amount of value out of those one-to-one sessions. I can do a lot to help you in that time. And if you'd like to be in with a chance of getting one of those first 10 places, then get a spot on the waiting list to get notified first when the program goes live. And you can do that at storyledspeaking.com. Brill, thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed the show and aren't subscribed, then do it because I've got some great shows coming up. And as I mentioned earlier, if you could take a couple of minutes to leave a rating or review on iTunes, that would mean a lot. Really appreciate that. Have a fantastic week. And don't forget to go and grab your life by the nuts and get cracking. Thanks for listening to the Speaking Club podcast at www.saraharcher.co.uk.